Did you know most of the things you think are recycled actually aren't? That's right. Many of the recyclable goods we put into our recycling bins are sent to get recycled, but are not accepted for many reasons. It could be that you didn't wash out that peanut butter jar well enough, which could contaminate the recycling process. Or it could be because of China. The country stopped accepting many categories of recyclable plastics. Now, instead of being recycled abroad, they're crowding our landfills. So what do we do now? The uh, Subcommittee on Environment and Climate Change will now come to order. Congress is taking a crack at figuring out how to address what they're calling America's plastic waste crisis. The Subcommittee on Environment and Climate Change held a hearing where they called up recycling and product reuse experts and the trade groups that represent plastic makers. Illinois Representative John Shimka summed up the hearing. Recycling is an issue that I believe makes great sense for both the environmental and economic perspective. We've heard a lot about the demise of recycling in America after China ended imports of recyclables from the U.S. The recycling industry, however, remains extremely important to the U.S. economy. Additionally, recycling conserves our natural resources and permits obsolete, previously used surplus and byproduct materials to be processed into specific commodities that are used to manufacture new products. In 2018 alone, more than 120 million metric tons of scrap material was processed in the United States for reuse, generating $109.78 billion in economic activity and directly employing 164,000 Americans. Is recycling perfect? Absolutely not. Are some recycling sectors better positioned than others? Of course they are. Are global markets and individual commodity prices determinative on whether certain items are recycled? and the quality of those products? Of course. Is there room for improved education, infrastructure, and research? Certainly there is. These are all worthy subjects that I hope we can get to today. Witness testimony fell into one of two camps. They either said recycling was only a partial solution to the country's waste problem, or that recycling is the best option we have. University of Georgia professor of engineering Jenna Jambeck was the first to testify. The best thing you can do environmentally is not produce waste in the first place. No matter if material is reused or recycled, it all takes effort, energy, and often transportation, so not having to manage waste is, at all is best. I say this for us to keep in mind as we discuss how we manage our waste today, the, the logistics, the practicalities, the human dimension, and expenses associated with it, that not producing it in the first place should be our primary goal. But the reality is that even as we move towards a circular materials management, which is a critical step towards circular economy, we will still have ways to manage, and right now the U.S. leads the world with waste generation. Globally, 2 billion metric tons of waste is generated. In the U.S., the per-person waste generation is two to six times the waste generation of many countries around the world. While we're the third most populous country, we only have 4% of the population, but we generate 16% of the world's waste stream. Next to speak was Lynn Hoffman, co-president of Minneapolis, Minnesota-based Eureka Recycling, a nonprofit recycling organization. Hoffman told subcommittee members that Congress should reprioritize where it's spending much-needed dollars. For example, number one, PET bottles, like water and soda bottles, highly recyclable and in theory in great demand from brands who are making new public comments to use more recycled PET in their packaging. Yet right now, only one in 10 PET bottles are recycled in the U.S., and prices for recycling PET on the market re remain far too low because we're competing with cheap, heavily subsidized virgin ethylene derived from fracking and other extraction. Compare PET bottles to other plastic that have less or no value, no end markets, and major challenges to collect and sort, such as number six polystyrene or number three PVC. 
Rather than spend the billions of dollars needed up front to create entirely new systems to recycle these items, a less costly and more effective approach would involve bans and fees to encourage the reduction, redesign, and phase-out of the most problematic materials. Keith Chrisman, Managing Director of the Plastic Markets American Chemistry Council, told Congress that plastics industry supports recycling to create a circular economy. The benefits of plastics are diminished when it ends up in the environment. Plastics are critical to modern society, from lightweight car parts that save energy, to insulating our offices and homes, to delivering essential health care, to preserving food and preventing food waste. Plastics play an essential role in our society. Unquestionably, China's ban on imports of plastic and other recyclables has caused significant short-term disruption to our recycling systems. But this disruption has also created a new opportunity to create a circular economy for plastics and other materials. ACC and our members have committed to help create this circular economy. For example, we have committed to reusing, recycling, and recovering all plastic packaging by 2040. William Johnson, chief lobbyist for the Institute of Scrap Recycling Industry, said the public shouldn't lose faith in recycling. Because of the challenges being experienced in the residential recycling infrastructure, we are seeing a growing loss of confidence in recycling on the part of the general public, which is a great concern to all of us in the recycling industry. First, recycling does work, although it is not without challenges. Our country's recycling infrastructure processes more than 138 million tons of recyclables annually, However, residential recycling only is about 30% of that. The other 70% comes from recycling of commercial and industrial materials that tends to be cleaner. Second, there is no one singular solution to the challenges we are experiencing in the residential recycling infrastructure. The residential recycling chain and associated infrastructure in the U.S. is a complex system which is driven by market demand but saddled with a supply chain that is generally not linked to current market conditions. The witnesses did not agree on an end goal, but said fixing the nation's recycling policy is worth the effort. 